where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of The Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? It seems to me now that my focus the past few weeks on trauma in the body and trauma and empathy may have been leading up to this collective activation of our trauma in this new wave of threat and challenge to body sovereignty and bodily autonomy here in the United States. These times are more polarized. Opinions are weapons. Facts are seen through the lens of worldviews that are vastly different and seemingly irreconcilable. The powers of this world have been so successful at creating microcultures that villainize each other that it seems that we are functionally incapable of finding common ground. This in itself is traumatic and terrifying. A people divided are volatile and dangerous. A powder keg waiting for a spark. That is where I find myself now, alive in a country that is primed for violence. These divisions have been strategically planted over generations. And the cracks in the foundation of our solidarity have been widened and filled with mordant in the past four years, five years, six years. And now we stand across the chasms glaring at one another, just waiting for the match to fall. I didn't choose this world, but here I am. Yesterday, I spent two hours sitting with my spiritual guide as we felt our way through 
what seems to be a dense forest where light can barely penetrate and where dangers lurk around every corner. We let ourselves imagine what is happening in the minds of those who would destroy us, those who imagine themselves on the other side of the chasm. We let ourselves imagine what it feels like to be in the worldview on this side of the chasm. And then we let ourselves imagine a perception beyond the chasm, far beyond looking down with wholeness on both sides of these imaginary lines. And what we saw were that these lines are made of fear, a need for safety, a worldview of scarcity, that we've been taught to believe that the other is coming for us to take our freedom, to defile our God, to render our earth unlivable, to render our bodies like livestock. to murder our babies. These lines are like mirrors where we can only see more of the same, more of our own worldview, more of our own sound bites, more of our own propaganda, but we cannot see each other. We cannot see our hearts, or our common ground, but only more reasons to hate and to other. My body rejects this world by creating inflammation, by tightening by creating a posture of defense and holding. The animal of my body feels like it's living in a war zone. And so I walk, I smell the profusion of blooms on the autumn olive. I touch the tender velvety texture burdock unfurling. I watch the sassafras blooms pour forth from the ends of the twigs and branches. I pull a black cracked capped conch off the black locust tree and I smell deeply of the spores and the wood my brain remembers safety. My breathing slows, my heart rate slows, and I remember, at least for now, that I am not, at fact, in a war zone. It doesn't seem to take long, though, before 
I'm reactive again before the fear grips my body. This morning I watched a video from the science of non-duality called The Art of Life. And it was about a man who was a mathematician but left the world of university to live in the jungles of Hawaii. His community, rather than being humans, were mathematical equations and the reflections of the beauty of mathematical equations in the flowers and the trees and the dolphins. I find myself at a familiar crossroads. How much do I stay informed before I lose my sanity or my center? How do I act from a place of fierce compassion without losing my humanity? How do I stay anchored in my druid vow of peace and my druid love of justice? These are the questions that have plagued humanity for as long as we have records. My spiritual guide and I came to a place where we felt the only way to move rightly through times like these is to soften and open so that we can receive guidance. We are so indoctrinated and so conditioned by the subtle, insidious tendrils of patriarchy that the human mind itself is not reliable to move skillfully through these times, but to open our hearts and make a receptor for justice, fierce compassion, and an abiding incarnated love creates the vessel for something more wise, more whole, and more capable to guide us and move through us. I cannot rely on talking points. I cannot rely on facts and studies. These do not change hearts and minds. But I can rely on the spirit of wisdom and wholeness that is not bound to invisible lines. And so I walk and I breathe and I take a hot bath and I eat well and I hug my children and I have conversations with them deep into the night about the power of their mind and the sovereignty of their body and their freedom to choose and the importance of that. And I call out to the Druid ancestors, those wise counselors and keepers of the Brian Law, those who were advisors to rulers, listeners to trees, 
tenders of portals, keepers of sacred groves and holy wells. The Druids were the seers and the priests and the teachers and the holy people of my ancestral group. And so I call for the wisdom now here in this foreign land where my ancestors in the European diaspora came and put down roots. And with the spreading of their roots came the destruction of the way of life of the people of Turtle Island. And as we grew and expanded across this continent, we became ravenous, yoked to conquest. We became destroyers of the world and destroyers of ourselves. And now that the world is conquered and our systems destroyed and our families destroyed, We are turning fully against ourselves, reaping what we have sown across the world. And so I reach back through time to find an open hand, an ancestor who is intact and whole from the before times to help me find wisdom now, to guide me now in these times. And so every morning I call to Caridwen, the white lady of my ancestors of Wales and England and Scotland. And I beg for her guidance. This is the prayer that I say every morning O Karidwen, I seek thy protection, and in thy protection strength, and in strength understanding, and in understanding knowledge, and in knowledge the knowledge of justice, and in the knowledge of justice the love of it, and in the love of justice the love of all existences and in the love of all existences, the love of the one and all goodness. Here within the still center of my being, may I be peace. Here within this sacred grove, may we live in the sanctuary of peace and out in the wider world, may we carry peace. May it be so today and all days. May peace reign in the east. May peace reign in the south. May peace reign in the west. May peace reign in the north. May peace shower down from above and rise up from below. And may peace be the essence of our inner kingdom, a peace born of justice, 
and strength and sovereignty, a peace that is real and dynamic and fluid and adaptive, a peace that includes peace that shapeshifts, a peace that is a way of life and a worldview that honors complexity and sovereignty. May we choose this kind of peace and this kind of world for ourselves and for our children. Amen.